You want to do the Wayne's World thing? In what five, Wayne's World thing? Four. Okay, now we're actually doing the show. It's Ryan and Rizzo. Hi. We're really What's good up? at intros. Yeah. This is a uh, what is this episode? Yeah, this is two. the official episode two. Technically, and it's three. Technically, but Ryan three. Counts, Ryan counts starting at zero, so I guess we're at two. That one was more of a kind of let's let's make sure everything works. I mean, we're still doing that because we just what do we just do? <laughs> the Thirty minutes worth of like okay, well, I'll push this button and you're in, and I'll push button this in. So tech stuff. That's right. Props to your engineer husband. Yes, the headless engineer comes through yeah. once again. Ooh, that'll be that'll be a great thing for Halloween. Yeah, that's that's his name. That's what I'll be referring to. The headless engineer. Him to. I haven't quite figured out what the little one will be called yet, but we'll come up with something. Yeah. How was your week? It was good. It's everyone's been saying this. It feels like, but it it flew by. Um my boss often says, like, I can't believe it's July already or I can't believe it's whatever month already. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. this year, do we really want it to, to kind of lag behind? So. Nope. Yeah. But uh, good for pretty good. So. Nice. You know, work yeah. and a little bit of play here and there. You know, typical, Same. typical life. That's good. You got to mix in the work with the play or else it's. What is it? All work makes and no play makes Jack Homer something something. Porn. Yeah. Jack Nicholson gets really mad. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. Right? <laughs> that was a good one. Treehouse of Four is really good. That's right. Props to, I think, I think it's FX that does it, but they actually started, oh, it's Halloween. We're going to play all the Treehouse of Four episodes back to back for you during the Halloween season. Genius. Yeah. More people should do that because it's like, hey, could you, you know, we kind of want to watch Halloween stuff yes. and you play Halloween stuff, but they're, they, they, they pop up in December. <laughs> since technically, yeah, I mean, that's okay. There's no wrong time for a Simpsons treehouse of horror. True. And speaking of that with the plus, we were talking about all the things last week, you know, Hamilton and whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, that we, that is on the plus. So always fun. Ooh. Just catch that sometime. That'll be nice. Yes. Very nice. I'm just slowly, but surely if y'all can't tell, I'm trying to get Ryan and the misses into just, snagging it and just having it at all times we we will get it when there's more stuff on there because we had it for seven days and we we watched the crap out of it and we don't have a little one did um speaking of getting things did you receive the package i sent you nay i have not yet. dang it i was hoping that you would get it by today but was it a box of tea there's something on the way for you you'll Yay. see what it is yeah i look forward right. to it it's good. Don't worry. It's not like a severed head or anything like that. Uh, that I would not look forward to. No. <laughs> Me neither. That, that would be an absolute disaster to try to package and ship anyways. So any hazardous no. materials in the box? Mm, There's a severed really. head. It may be toxic based, but I'm not quite sure. Mm, no, not really. I mean, anyway, this, okay. That'll bad? be 2912. All right. Thanks. Bye. Is, I mean, is this bad? I can't tell. Gonna get my actual show notes up. Okay. All right. So other than he severed heads, uh, what you've been? We really doesn't going... take too long to get to that point. It's great. You know, it usually takes a good 20, 30 minutes, but it took us a whopping three minutes to get there this time. To severed heads. Yeah. I like your cat shirt. Thank by you. the way. You were fawning about it because you're wearing a Freddie Mercury shirt. 
As a matter of fact, there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. And apparently he was a cat person. Oh, yes. I Completely need, a cat person. I need to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I still have yet to do so. Yes, there are a number of shots of him either with his cats or one of my favorite scenes of the movie is where he's in concert. I think it's at Live Aid at the very end of the movie. And um, he's he had done either... Uh, it was either Bohemian Rhapsody or Radio Gaga. And then one of you see one of his cats purring at the TV, just like watching him sing. It was great. That's funny. Oh, yeah, it's excellent. We, and we, didn't, even call, we didn't even call each other, guys. Mm -mm. We just knew. Just I just woke up today and said, cat shirt. And I knew that I was going to be wearing Freddy today. So there you go. It just happens. It's Freddy Friday. Or it's not Friday, I do. Freddy day. Freddy day. No, I, Freddy. I, I wear I wear Freddy all the time because I have a tat of him, but that's <gasps> for another time and another story. You knew that, didn't you? I think you told me, but I, I, since we don't see each other, I didn't think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm it's still... one of those things where I'm late to the party, but I'm glad I'm here because I didn't get my first tattoo until I was, let's see, 34. Nice. I'm almost so. 40 and I'm still debating it. So, I'm yeah. like, I, I mean... A lot of pale skin to work with here. I mean, need a I mean, little you know, bit of color on here. <laughs> you know, that's what tattoos are for. Yeah, yeah. You don't have the skin, you know, the skin and the like the pigment of the skin, and you just get the color and just put it out there. So you have, you're always colored no matter how pasty and white you are. Yeah, yeah. Get, so. get a little something going on for me. Exactly. Speaking Good. of goings on, because this one's really important, tomorrow, the 13th of July, is Friday. National it's, Friday. It's Monday. Yes, Monday will be National Friday, as in French Friday. Oh. I don't know why that's important, but I just I had it on the calendar at work, and I drew a picture of Fry from Futurama, and then I plan on having some sort of French fries tomorrow. But okay. But yeah, it's been be like, interested to find out where they come from. I'll have, maybe I'll have to figure it, out where the best fries in the queue are, and and. Uh, Go ahead and take a look there. See, hmm. I'm cheating. I'm just, oh, that would be a good idea. Uh, I, I just have some in the freezer that I'm going to put on the grill probably and cook up. Okay. Well, that would be a good idea like that. So I don't know. I'm trying to think who me. has good fries. Oh, uh, there's a few places that have some good fries. Five Guys has good fries here locally. Yes, they do. We have Five Guys here as well, and they're, they're pretty tasty. Tasty Cajun fries. The little, the little tiny ones. Wingstop, yeah. they've got some really Oh, no, tasty. Five Guys. I'm thinking Freddy's. Freddy's, Freddy's is, is good, too. too. Uh, Freddy's, they're okay, but it's that fry sauce that really just knocks it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially the spicy ones, really, really good. Yeah. I like, uh, um, there's, a, there's a local place here called Blake's. Did we, did you ever eat there? I don't think so. They have really, really good seasoned fries. Nice. And yep. I think our, the oh, uh, the loaded fries at the Golden Light here in the Big A Town. Even though we're both in big A's towns. Downtown, right? Yeah. Golden Light, yeah. In, in Yellow Cantina. City, Route 66, yeah. Yep. Great yeah, burgers, really good fries. They're loaded fries. Those are I really remember good. heading down there a few times during college and, and after that. Still tasty, so. still delicious. Yep. Uh, I don't know who comes up with these national days anyway, because, let's see, I think, what was it? You, you looked it up, it was the 10th was National Kitten Day. Um. July Every 8th. day is yeah. National Kitten Day, okay? True, true, as the shirt, yeah. Uh, yeah, all my then... photos left, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Snarf. Yeah. And then I think July 8th was National Video Game Day. 
again <laughs> also as again, again yeah it's like all right let's celebrate let's in what? in the houses of rizzo and uh ryan every day is national video game day yeah yes that's okay this. so may may i touch back upon the kitten day if yes. you don't mind and and reflect back onto the days of yore for our uh episode last week because we talked about the uh you know the fireworks in the sky and the fireworks from uh my cat's uh gastrointestinal system yes ah, ah yes and so backpedal just a smidge that i have you know my little one around the house who loves her uncle ryron she's always called him that because ryron. when she was i don't know two around there she couldn't say ryan so it was always Ryren, and so that just kind of stuck, which I sort of love. And kind she of. loves to see him before and, you know, make sure, you know, our levels are good and making sure the video looks right. And she has to, you know, talk to Uncle Ry Ryren, you know, before and after. And right after we got done with the show last week, she, you know, runs down the stairs and comes over and, and instantaneously steps in the cat puke that I hadn't gotten to because I was still sitting and finishing up the recording from last week. So... I mean that that was a gift. That was a gift from your cat to the wee one. Da Daisy, yeah. Daisy, Daisy. yeah. She was mm -hmm. like, I know my, you know, my little miss will be running through here. I'm going to give her something to know that Daisy says hello. And you know, and here's the thing, like for some of the, you know, the the parental type people of children and or pets out there, why is it, and this is an honest to goodness question, why is it that, you know, there can be an entire space of living room or whatever it is to step anywhere and there's like a microscopic spot of puke and inevitably that's what gets stepped in or stepped on or walked through? Honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm just dumbfounded that that happens on a daily basis. Quantum entanglement, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, for my household, because like... I mean, you know, no kids, but, you know, fur beast. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, for babies. We have uh, hardwood floors throughout the house, but the places where the uh, cat vomits or hairballs or whatever, it's mm -hmm. on the carpeted areas. The, yeah, the, the like one spot, yeah. Yeah, the two mm -hmm. square foot rug over in this, you know, area, so. Yes. Again, they're just gifts because they're all douchebags. I mean, like, and, you know, the thing is, is it wasn't even really in her, like, walking, like, path to where she would walk down the stairs across the living room and over to the computer system where I was, and it wasn't even in her path. And all of a sudden, she's just, like, screeching at me, you know, about things in, on, and around her, you know, heels and toes and stuff, so. That That's actually awesome. reminds me of a very old memory when I was a child, I think pre-K pre-k mm -hmm. first grade but i was talking to my brother in my brother's room but he came came into his room and he kind of just got on his put his arms and elbows up on his bed and was just kind of propping himself up on his toes behind him on the floor for whatever yeah. reason mm -hmm. and then but he just kind of realized that he was gradually sliding back oh so slowly and it was the dog that had been in there and Oh, no. I left him a number two gift and it was just smearing oh, oh, so, and just underneath his sock and just, yeah. I don't remember gross. the outcome of that. I just remember it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally stepping in it, aren't I? I'm like, I think so. Gross. Yeah. Animals. So it was under, so he had his arms on the thing, but he had stepped in the poop and that's yeah, what was his, sliding him back. He was like leaning on the bed with his elbows, gross. but just like, 
and but his toes were not braced. Yeah. Just, and yeah. it just kind of slips just through and then sliding the slowly and he's like you could the realization hitting is like I know exactly what's happening. I'm just sort of frozen in place here. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, enough of that. I do have plenty more feces stories where that came from and all of those. No, no, no. We probably should <laughs> move along to something. We'll leave that for um, National Feces Day. Cool, which I'm sure there probably is one, <laughs> apparently. <if there's... laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure it out for you guys because I know you're definitely lovely. interested in finding out when that is. <laughs> lovely. Okay, so uh, what do you want to attack? Oh, uh, so let's talk about your how you were nom nominated or selected or someone tagged you in a Facebook post and you are it's an honor just being... to be nominated folks yeah it is so this was what your top 20 albums is what it's supposed to be yes the whole point behind it is it's the you know 10 day challenge the albums that that shaped your musical taste or whatever it might be and like I said I've never I very seldom am a rule follower I just kind of you know do whatever so and i'm also obsessed with music so i picked 20 so i figured two a day would be fine okay and i finally compiled them with details of you know why they're important to me and that sort of thing so that i could share them with ryan because i know you're very interested in i am so if i pick a yeah. number you have it up in lists and i'm ready okay i'm ready for between you. one it's, and yeah. 20 mm -hmm. i'm always a big fan of lucky number 13 okay Six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, this is a good one to start with, actually. Okay. Okay. So number thirteen on my list is the live album. There's several live albums I have on this uh, list. Um, one night only by Elton John. This was from one of his concerts. It may have been a conglomerate. Um, I have the music. They have the um, DVD because back in 2000 they didn't have you know Blu-rays, but. Um, <clears throat> it was released uh, middle of November 2000, uh, and I'm not sure if you've ever seen. Have you ever seen Elton John? Maybe, probably not. In a concert, no. I mean, yeah. The last time I saw him perform was in the uh, the gold, oh, the Golden Circle. What is it? The Kingsman Golden Circle. Uh, there's that movie again. We need to keep talking about that. Okay, I need to see. But anyway, it's, it's my most recent Elton John reference. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you see Rocket Man? No, I, mean, he wasn't I, in haven't, it, but... I haven't yet, but yeah, I mean, I need, that's another one on my list. I think it's actually on my HBO yeah. list of things to watch. It's good too. It's, uh, um, I like that actor. Style's pretty good. Taron Edgerton. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. good. Um, so anyways, but I remember cause that was the time when I started learning about like the importance of going to concerts. Well, importance to me of, you know, what live music was and like the artists really getting themselves out there with their music and kind of, um, just getting it out to a different audience because at that time I was 17 and certainly I don't think he was, you know, playing to my age people, but you know, we were all into it at that point. And, you know, the fact that he'd been playing it for decades, 40 plus years, almost at that point, you know, just as amazing that he held up even then and is still going 20 years later. Mm. Um, and it's really nice because at that time he was um, adding in a bunch of kind of up and coming artists that he had on, um, on a bunch of his shows one of them was mary j blige and they sang um i guess that's why they called the blues and it's amazing if you ever have a chance to check i, believe that I have heard that back in my uh, adult contemporary radio days so. it's really really good um and yeah i mean i i saw him 
for the first time in concert in 2017 in March. Uh, Ma Rizzo took me for my birthday. Thanks, Ma. What was the venue? Um, Tingly Coliseum. So my my whole thought about that, that's a large kind of, uh, it's not a stadium, but kind of, uh, where we do like the rodeos and things like that in town. Gotcha. Um, but it's covered, and I think that's why he needs something like that, because of his piano and all the instruments and stuff like that. That he I think he just has it covered up. But he always has come to, um, to Tingly to do that. And so... Um, yeah, it was awesome, and we had uh, we had pretty good floor seats, and just we were right in front of where he was with his um, piano, and just was pretty cool. So, nice, yeah, rock on. And I still pull that out. <clears throat> pardon me from time to time to just check out a good live album, and he's you know got a lot of energy. He had it then, he has it now, and Rocket Man's a great show, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. So, check it out. Very cool. There you I, go. I have appreciation for live stuff as well because it's especially. The technology has been there for a while, and the technology has gotten crazier. But where mm-hmm. going to a live show and see them actually do what they, you know, what's coming out of their vocals is actually what they're, you know, can do on the CD. That's just always impressive. And I know in yeah. some cases they can fake that as well. Um, right. But yeah. like the production value in studio is just vastly mm-hmm. different than what it is live. But right. when it kind of mimics what you're seeing in a studio album is just awesome recently yeah because yeah, um uh most recently i saw the it's been a few years but i saw the foo fighters a few years ago they and that was just awesome to see because like oh they they really just know how to rock was um, that when uh dave had his broken leg mm-hmm. or yeah when he was when he was oh, okay. on a rock throne okay. um and you mentioned how right Elton john had you know introduced a lot of people by opening by opening by opening for him sorry i've had coffee so i'm like really excited today uh <laughs> Hey everyone! But hey. Uh, for that concert, the Foo Fighters had Gary Clark Jr. is a uh, Austin blues guy. Mm-hmm. Love his music, and because of that, I started following him. And yeah. so Weezer was another band that was great to hear live. Like, oh yeah, these these you got to see them. Saw them in Oklahoma City with um, uh, oh I forget who I know another great band opened up for them, but I always forget the name because I stink. Well, I'll find out for you. I have a I have a website I I look at called a. Uh, setlist.fm okay and you can go to basically you can type in like the name of the artist this is actually how i found out the date of the concert that uh that ma and i went to um you can put you know elton john albuquerque 2017 and it pops up what day it was and it shows their set list and their encores and things like that this would have been like greatest weezer weezer okc zoo 2018 2017 Okay, I'll write it down. It's really embarrassing that I can't think of the other band because I have they're very popular and I probably have it on iTunes, but I'm like I don't know what song to even look up. (laughs) See, like, and I'm you know I'm glad we're talking about these you know albums and concerts and music like that because since this year has been such a mess for concerts and there's you know nothing going on. Yeah, I was gonna go see Pearl Jam in 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 April. We were supposed to see Weezer this year too. They were they were coming here. I know. I was like I was so pumped. And uh, that's one of the seven concerts that I had on the docket that got canceled. Two of which have still been just postponed, but the other seven have been all right canceled, and I'm a little devastated. My wallet's happy, but you know, yeah. I haven't heard the, about the, the Pearl Jam concert yet. So, good luck. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna go with uh, the cousin, and which you know, because you know he's the one who introduced me to Pearl Jam, and 
Yep. He was going to go with his wife. And so I was like, and I was going to be solo because my wife actually had a conference in New Orleans. So I was just going to go chill, OKC, stay in an Airbnb downtown. Nice. And, and he actually, my cousin's like, I know you're by yourself, but I got you on the floor. So I was like, all right. I'll, you're like done. <laughs> I'll rock out with perfect strangers. It's Pearl Jam, yo. That's okay. But, I go to concert. I go to so many concerts by myself because then you get, you know, you go to hang out and with like-minded people and yeah. uh, then it doesn't, you know, waste your wallet away too much with folks that don't necessarily want to be there, but are just right. there for companionship. And I don't, you know, right. it's fine. Yeah. When I saw the Foo Fighters and Weezer, that was with the missus and that was great because she, lo- she likes both bands and yeah, she likes to rock. Yeah. She would have gone to Pearl one. Jam, but she was, like I said, had that conference. So, yeah, cool. All right. Oh yes, all the things to talk about. So many so. things. So let's. How's Man Eater? Have you played Man Eater still? I I'm still playing it, but this week I've actually done very little video game playing, which is bizarre for me. Um, I think that sorry would, to hear that. I know, the two games I did play, because my same cousin I mentioned earlier, um were Streets of Rage 4, which mm-hmm. I've had for a while, and really great game because I loved Streets of, Streets of Rage 1 through 3 growing up. Mm-hmm. In fact, Streets of Rage 2, I often would go and rent from the lo- uh, local video rental place and like just keep it multiple days and play in a small black and white TV sometimes. And Right. Then I upgraded. But uh, I got to play that with my cousin. They had, and then... they had black and white TVs back when video games were out or what? They were color ones as well, but... Sometimes I only had access to a black and white TV because it's like, Mom, can I get this game? No, we want to watch TV. It's like, well, what if I play in my room on my crappy TV? Okay, gotcha. So I'm like, all right, I can play in the game. All so, right, yep. I, I've seen some things. And Game Where Boy, sit, the first Game Boy right technically. Yeah. yeah. Game Boy black technically was black and white. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. And then see what else. And then he and I played, we played some uh, the Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, specifically, we like the plunder game gameplay right. where open that like pirates <laughs> not really i mean in a way okay. it, you are basically it is modern warfare so you're in your that level it's not like you're at sea or anything giant yeah. map here's the map here's various objectives to do on said map and okay. various crates to open to give you guns ammo and money and you are just trying to collect as much money as you can and by doing okay. some of the obje- objectives you, you get money but then it gets real fun because when you become, I think like the top five or top 10 top mm-hmm. earners, yeah, you are, you have a little icon on the map saying, here's a top earner over here. So some people, they may be like pirates and like, let's just go take all of let's their just, money. Uh, that, uh, that makes sense. And then you have a target on your back the entire yeah, time. Target on your back. So someone may come and take your money and you, there are banks that you can deposit that in. So you can never lose that, but everyone plays differently. But uh, you may have your money taken from you. You can respawn and try to go back right after that person you just got. And it's just like a constant little mm. battle. Or sometimes you're just lucky and you can avoid everyone and you're just collecting money by just um, looting left and right. So it's kind of fun. It, it's really mindless. I mean, we kind of like it because it's just I have often said while playing like this is like playing G.I. Joe's. Because we're just, yeah. you know, we're going to go do this, do this, and stuff like that, and defend this Some area. Real American hero action. Yeah, basically. You know, my, cool. mindless, dumb good. fun with, you know, cousins. Yeah, so. that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, my uh, mindless, dumb fun is just the same, you know, as per the usual. 
Anybody want to guess what I played this week? Crossing mm-hmm. animals. Yes. Crossing right. off animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the first few days of uh, diving and swimming and, you know, that I was so excited about last week, you know, when you get, you know, thousands of multiples of the same thing, it gets a little meh. But we we ramped up for a fishing tournament and a couple of other little random things happened this week because my daughter and I both got rid of villagers. And this is Animal Crossing, our- in case anyone's confused. This is Animal Crossing New Horizons, yes. Um, we both decided within about 24 hours of each other that we were going to get rid of a villager of some kind and because sometimes like if you ignore a villager or like hit them with your net repeatedly and like stop talking to them they'll just ask to leave <laughs> they'll just leave because they're you're just not like you know being a very friendly neighbor well you are but, abusing them it sounds like i mean yeah i mean those are just the ways to do it. i i don't do it that way um but sometimes they have these little like fuzzy like thought, thought bubbles like right at, right above their heads and you go and talk to them about it and sometimes they'll say Screw well, I'm you. thinking about leaving. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not that. It's a, diff- it's a different kind of uh, uh, exit that's from the, the game. That's the Karen in the town. It's the, um, <laughs> it's the uh, you know, idea of, well, I, I want to explore other islands. I want to see what the world has to offer. Is it okay if I leave? And then you're like, oh, sure. Okay, that's fine. Like if you have multiples of the same personality, that kind of thing. So I got rid of um, Doc, who was one of my lazies. He's a little lazy scientist. So I had an open uh, plot and then... Uh, what, was, what was he working on? I mean, I mean, science does take time. Did you just, did you yeah. just take, a, take a job away from a hard worker who... Was... But he was... No, he asked to leave. Oh, he, okay. he wasn't interested in living on the island anymore. And I said, okay, bye. He's going to Eureka. Um, yeah, probably. That's interesting. We watched that this week anyways. Um, but... Uh, um, so he left because I already have another lazy who I prefer over Doc. Sorry, Doc. No offense. Um, so I had an open plot. And then little one also had a neighbor who asked to leave. And she granted them the availability to leave. And so I promised her that I would give her a couple of, they're called Nook Miles tickets. Mm-hmm. And for those that play AC, understand they're basically little like quote unquote airline tickets where you can go to these deserted islands. And if you have a plot open on your island, um, there will be villagers that pop up and you can go talk to them on each of the islands. And so she and I had kind of worked through this list of there's, I mean, there's close to 400 villagers that, as an option and you can only have 10 on your island at the max at all times. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I, I gave her six Nook Miles tickets, which are pretty expensive to um, acquire because they're all based on achievements that you get in the game. And so you earn these miles to, you know, uh, turn in the funds for certain different things and the tickets is one of them. So I gave her six of them and good old little one. She's so lucky. Like I could never have this luck in a million years. She goes to the first Nook Miles Island and the second person, the one she wanted the second most out of 400 villagers was on that island. Nice. So I was like, that's great. Give me back my tickets. <laughs> of course she didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> Give me back. So if you... there's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're okay. I was going to say, so if you leave, the villagers all have like a purpose, right? Um, they do something for you for your island? Kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, for the okay. most part, yeah. They they give you reactions and different um, recipes to craft in the game and different okay. things. So, so mm-hmm. if you have a lazy, a, you were saying a lazy one or one that's not active, yeah. it, what if you, well, like, if you didn't grant them permission to leave, mm-hmm. would they, like, start spray painting the island or? No. You know. The closest to that would probably trash be. trash cans with their vehicles. No, they don't drive around, okay. first of all. And I'm the only one that wields an axe, so they're not super, you know, oh, like vicious. Oh, okay. We see how this is now. 
Yes. They yeah, they don't do any of that. I'm the one that wields the axe. But um no, because they all just have different, you know, personalities <laughs> and you want to make sure that like the certain ones don't kind of live by each other because sometimes they'll get into fights and arguments and different stuff. So you have to, you know, you have to make sure that the dramas you So know, you have more of a master point. blaster type role in the Yeah, you're kinda community. like the mayor. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Master you, blaster runs the... An- Animal Cross in town. Well, that, you know, that, that's Tom Nook. He's the one that oversees, but you're kind of the resident rep. So, the so you are the Tina Turner to the Tom Nook Master Blaster. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you just want to make sure everything's copacetic and like everything's good and you're, you know, giving people presents and things like that. So, okay. yeah. So there are different um, animals that you can have on the island. For example, I have um, a rhinoceros. I have uh, a monkey. I have a penguin, things like that. Um, the most rare um, animal type in the game is the um, the octopus, and okay. there are three of them out of the four hundred. There are three, and little one now has all three on her island. The third one that she found on that Nick Miles island was the one she was missing, and I could not believe it. So yeah, she had one that moved in like right after she started her island one came to her campsite and she invited them to the island and they joined and then the third one was on this uh nick miles island so she has the trifecta of octopi yep nice well Mm -hmm. well good yep lucky jerk i know yeah and i uh i got a i got an elephant this week Ooh, (laughs) elephants are fun i'll talk more about her next time or a couple of times from now but She's uh, shaped like a teapot. <laughs> she's so cute. Okay, I've got the picture now. I was like, how would, okay. Yeah, she's really cute. No, the, the tail would... hooped? Well, the head, so the trunk, it looks like the teapot spout. Okay. And then she has a little bobble on the top of her head, and it kind of has like little, it's white and blue and yellow, and she's so cute. All right. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, she can post picture. it up we'll whenever we're talking next like week them. when you but... talk about it, so. But the one I'm going to talk about this week, just real briefly, since I've went on about how lucky the child person is, um, is Olive, because today is July 12th, and in the game, your villagers have different birthdays, and today is Olive's birthday. She's my little bear. She's yeah, she's my little bear cub. So I went to her birthday party this morning, (laughs) like cool, responsible adults do, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you give them presents and that sort of thing, and so she's super cute. She's a normal villager, and she likes um, to sew things, and she likes to draw. She's very, very cute. So, Rock on. Yeah, that's Olive, <laughs> and it's her birthday today, so yay. <laughs> yay. Uh, you mentioned Eureka. Oh, I, I mentioned Eureka, and you mentioned that you watched yes. it. Have you ever seen the show before? We have. We, uh, my, myself and the headless engineer, we have watched it quite a bit. Um, I think the last time we watched it was... After little one was born, so it's been several years. But uh, and Eureka was a show. It was on Sci Fi Channel. Now it's streaming. What? It's so good. Service. What is it on Prime? I think when I watched it recently, it was on Prime. It's on one of the services. I think we have the discs, and so Ooh, we just have okay. it in our own little arsenal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun show. If it, if you like quirky science, how would you say quirky science stuff? Yeah, it's almost kind of like, it reminds me a little bit like Twin Peaks, but like funny, like humor in it and like a little aver- X-Files-y, yeah. but like sort of silly and like not slapstick. But... Average Joe cop 
is now the sheriff of a town full of scientists and it's an off the grid type of town and by off the grid i mean you can't find it on a map it's like area they've it's like area 51 because they reference area 51 as being a kind of an equivalent town but yeah you can't talk about that (gasps) things ensue and the average joe cop has to use his average joe wits to solve stuff that the overly intelligent scientists can't do and he always he always figures it out when everybody else is like i tried all of these things and nothing ever happens but then he's like oh look at that smudge of chocolate on the thing the yeah. kid was there the whole time yeah and i like can't think of his name he's a great actor and he's recently i've seen him as the maytag maytag guy which is great thomas something i think uh we'll look it up yeah but uh, yeah but it's, it's 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 fun because it's episodic like it's good you know to kind of keep track of what's going on with the series and everything but it's even if you're just catching one or two episodes at a time it's it's fun to watch yeah. and interesting because it makes you think but then it's not you know it's a little mindless so you're just enjoying it as you're going along. like you said like episodic you can kind of jump in any episode there's a few times where you kind of yeah. need to know a few yeah. of the previous stuff who's this and why did this thing blow up yeah colin mm-hmm. ferguson is his name okay so not even close to thomas good for me good job well you know that's okay. plays jack carter great guy funny um mm-hmm. let's see we've been we actually started as far as mindlessness goes uh mm-hmm. we started rewatching the office because you know fun mindless short realizing that that some of the stuff they cover in that show could not happen in today's climate that is so true uh, I, and I find it, that and with friends too and yeah. it's yeah it's crazy how like this show is not that old but a lot of things have changed but it's still funny, still great. I, I remember watching it, and I used to not like Dwight whatsoever. But now I'm like, he's really not bad. Jim is just as bad as Dwight is. Dwight's just off, you know, off the wall a little bit more. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, really enjoying yeah. that. And Jim's a little more mainstream, but Dwight's kind of over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Still watching Shira. It's it's fun, dumb. <laughs> yeah, we're still um, we're three or four episodes into space force which is fabulous speaking of steve carell and episode yeah. shows he's i've in. gotten three episodes in the wife won't watch it because <laughs> she's like <laughs> they were so mean to that monkey i'm like that monkey was the real murderer so. the, <laughs> he was the chimpstronaut yeah the chimpstronaut yeah <laughs> malkovich yeah that, that is a great show malkovich is great everyone i love that's really mm-hmm. good. lisa yeah. kudrow with her i haven't seen much more of her since the first few episodes so that's just you know a, a perfect segue yeah uh, <laughs> hang on one more got oh man oh, and we also mind. finished up a show on netflix called ghoul it's just a few episodes uh, it's a good one it's fun it's a okay. uh scary one scary uh scary scary what oh scary scary thriller i mean i thought you said gary i was like who's gary it's a gary film I didn't know. Rated I was G I was trying to be Gary. with you. I was ready. I was I was there with you. No, it's like I just, not, didn't know who, I just didn't know who Gary was. No, it's not like it's not something that you should let the child watch for like yeah another ten years maybe. But yeah, I gotcha. Uh, it would be a good if it's still on Netflix. It'd be a good one for like if you were looking for something for the Halloween air season whatnot. Okay. But did you enjoy good. your hot tea with it as well? Because you like to drink your, remember you like to drink your tea with your horror movies. Oh, I didn't drink any tea, tea this time. Okay, that's okay. That's only in you the winter. Ne- you will next time. I will. We were watching so, a uh, different room. 
So yeah. Yeah. And Lisa Kudrow, okay. she's not in Ghoul, but she would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> she's funny. Yeah. There's your. Segue. She's funny in Space Force. I mean, if she's only been in like literally for like ten minutes that yeah, I've seen, you know, that. from start to finish, she's. I really want to know why she's is where she's at. I haven't gotten that far yet, but I <laughs> yeah, we won't say where she is, but we'll just say that she's somewhere, and yeah. everyone's like, "What?" Yeah. After the first like twenty minutes of the first show, and then she's at this specific place, and you're like, "How? What, what did happened? She yeah. Get there? Well, I'm sure we'll find out. So yeah. So last week we were talking about. Um, friends and different thing and you'd ask me about smelly cat and oh speaking of see like in your shirt and everything it's just perfect um so i did the reconnaissance work aka looked at google mm-hmm. um and found out when smelly cat first um, appeared and that was season two episode six which is um called it's entitled the one with the baby on the bus and that's when <laughs> at the beginning of the show because you know monica is a chef and so she cooks like random stuff for the you know people throughout the show and one of the things she makes is this um what ross thinks is a key lime pie but it's actually a kiwi lime pie and kiwi is something that ross is like um deathly allergic to and so she has Mm. to take him to you know get a like a allergy shot or whatever it is um so chandler and joey are in charge of um in charge of watching the baby which is first of all a horrible idea in and of itself but they decide to just like take him out somewhere and they go on one of the city buses and they start talking to these ladies because like the baby's a chick magnet chick magnet or something i guess is what they called it you know yeah he kind of like put the baby out there and then the like the ladies come to them and long story short they leave they leave ben on the bus and they go after him and they turn the corner and there's like three identical buses driving down the street so they don't know where he ends up and then um So the whole point of Smelly Cat is that um, Phoebe always plays her songs and does, you know, plays her guitar at Central Park where um, Rachel works, the coffee house right down where they live. And she gets discovered because of Smelly Cat and they want to do an album. So they create an album, like a single of it. But it turns out that Phoebe's not the one um, singing it. It's just her look, but it's another person's voice. Oh, so she so she comes to this you know like crazy revelation that this person that they're using the voice for is actually smelly cat because she's like the you know animal that no one likes and thinks is gross but they want you know her look because she has like a better commercial look for the show and for the not the show but for the you know album and the music video yeah but they're using the smelly cat person for it's for the voice yep interesting there you go. And what season episode is that again? That was season season two, episode six. Okay. The one with the baby in the bus? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was Fun. the beginning of Smelly Cat. All so. right. Well, we're not going. Yeah. I've been educated. Yep. Let's see. <laughs> one episode at a time. There's only 230-something of them, so just enjoy. Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. They all start with the one. Yes. The one about. Except for there's there's three of them throughout the series that actually don't start with the one. So. And the fact that you knew that without looking it up. Yeah, I was I was looking at that um, knowledge. <laughs> no, it's just an obsessive uh, personality. That's all it is, and True. I've been watching it since 1994. So, if um, it's a good so show. Have... It's a good show. I mean, everyone's different. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I started rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation. 
I think this is the third or fourth time I've been watching it since it's been streaming. So, and it's one of those like, oh yeah, I remember this episode. Like, yeah, exactly. And like some of the earlier ones, and I know I'll get some point. I'm like, I think I'm going to skip this episode because yeah. I don't need to see Dr. Crusher having, you know, relations, relationships with the ghost that her grandmother was having relationships with. Anyway, it's an actual story. Okay, yikers. Anyways, I was uh, thinking about. Oh no, go ahead. No, you 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 were thinking first. Uh, that um, <laughs> that's that's a first. Um, that uh, link you gave me for the <laughs> things from the '90s that were all that in a bag of chips, the pop sugar, and yes, yep. and you know, and, and the things that I know without looking up, looking them up on the internet was uh, listening to uh, Summer Girls by LFO. So, do you know what LFO stands for? So it was a boy band. Fun out loud. No, no. it's the light, the light, funky ones. And I told that to little one and and the headless engineer down here, and they both looked at me like I was crazy, and I am a little bit, which is fine. But yeah, so this yeah. link, and I'll try to put it was from Pop Sugar. It's like forty plus things that made summer in the nineties. All that in a bag of chips. It was, it was just kind of fun to scroll through. It was like, I remember that. I remember that. Um, yeah. Um, Little the, one says, is that from the olden days? Yes. <laughs> like number four <laughs> is the... Than, okay. Yeah. The yeah. olden times. Let me tell you when we had super soakers. Come here, Grandpa. Yeah. Let me tell you about all these things. Yeah. yeah number four is the super soaker fights. And it's funny because my cousin recently was at his parents' house and found his super soaker from the 90s it still had water in it that's like, disgusting yeah it's like don't spray that let's see the goosebumps <laughs> books i didn't read those did you were you a goosebumps reader yes oh yeah because i you know tried to copy everything that my older brother did with his friends and uh yeah so those are always thing. around and i i loved that of course you know they scared me because i was a lot younger than they were when they were reading them but no nah, it was awesome I'm going to look into if I remember a say cheese and die was like my favorite one where they, you know, like took the picture of you and like took your soul into the picture. Do you remember one. that? I remember yeah. seeing the yep. episode of it. Um, yeah. I'll have to look into a few more of the, uh, into a few more of the titles, but I loved Goosebumps. So Goosebumps is good. We, I, over Halloween, yeah. I mentioned earlier, uh, the wife and I, cause we try to do seasonal stuff every now and then. So Halloween mm -hmm. a few years ago, and it's been pseudo consistent. I'll build a list of like, let's watch this Halloween episode of this TV show this on this day, this week. And then the weekend we'll watch a scary movie, that sort of stuff. But this past Halloween we did, I think we had to go to like uh, YouTube or somewhere to watch. It's mm -hmm. afraid of the dark and some goosebump episodes. Oh, awesome. Cause I had watched goosebumps on Nickelodeon or whatever it was. But yeah. she watched. Are you afraid of the dark? And I think I'm getting that was Nickelodeon for okay. sure. So I was watching yeah. Goosebumps on I think probably Fox Fox Kids, which was the yeah around three o'clock. Fox, your local Fox affiliate would play cartoons. Then as it went on to like four o'clock, you'd get your Goosebumps. Yes, and then transition into mm -hmm. your news. It's disturbing. I still mm -hmm. know this, but well, this this that was like Disney afternoon with like gummy bears and tailspin, ducktails, and things yeah. like that. It was exactly the same thing. And yeah. I would I would jump from like Fox to Disney and like mm -hmm. then to like Nick at Night because I could watch Get Smart. Oh my gosh! Ah, oh, the good old days. Yeah. Ooh, man. Back when we had scheduled television, and uh, you couldn't just stream it. Sucking down the Sunny D, yeah. Sunny D, yeah. That's also mm -hmm. the one of 40. 
I remember these commercials. Again, I'll put this link in the the comments section, but a lot, lot of stuff. Uh... I know. I saw the thing for the putting your putting your summer look together with the Delius catalog. And I remember, you know, like every teenage girl in America got that catalog. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't matter where you were, or what you were doing. And that was always like the pinnacle. And I never or not. I never, never once got to order from a Delius catalog. Then they like, <laughs> are you watching? I know what you did last summer or yeah. Watching you know, man. The- the hook, the hook hand guy, the like I fisherman guy. I actually didn't watch the. I don't think I've actually seen one of those. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was. I, it, need it, to. I mean, it was like cheesy. You know, it was in that scream genre, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love, love, loved scream and scream too. Well, there's four of them, but I, I love those movies. And I was never into um, scary movies other than um, Nightmare on Elm Street. That was my other option because I'm not much into horror movies, like as a general statement. But those I really enjoyed. And I know what you did last summer. I mean, it's just fun because it's you know you get to stare at, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. for two hours. Like yeah. that's. So not you're not big on horror, but you oh. dug the El- Elm Street films. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the most disturbing like, you know, you... scenes have come from the Elm- <laughs> a bed of blood absorbing a body down into that, it. Johnny Johnny Depp, man, that's the I know. stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, makes it look classy. And the and the classic "You are what you eat," where he's taking the claws and it's spaghetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, how fake it is. Like, you know, when you're little, yeah. like it doesn't, you know. So. Well, like my first horror, quote unquote, horror film was Tremors. That I was like, I'm going to watch this, and I'm not going to change the channel. Yeah. And then I. Well, evolved. that's a little intense because that could be real. I mean, kind of, sort of things from underneath the ground and yeah. you know no, yeah i mean prehistoric thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they have like six of those movies now mm-hmm. uh so yeah i'll put that link in the comment because there's some good stuff and especially if you're around our age you were a 90s kid you're gonna look at this like oh yeah i remember that commercial or a friend had one of those i remember that song fun stuff like oh yeah that. good old good old squirts yeah i mean still, is it a skirt still is my there sunshine mm-hmm. don't see we don't know what and why I like how on number 30, they've got the wearing denim and shorts, and it's a shot of the full house cast. And I was like, why is that not on there? And then the, the picture to start the whole link is um, like the summer episode, one of the summer episodes from Saved by there the Bell, which that was like big time. Speaking of, you know, the children's programming after school, that was, mm-hmm. you know, the Saturday morning NBC thing with the Saved by the Bell and Saved by the Bell. And a little bit later and on. So, yeah. yeah. And then I know, and I'm looking at number 22, jamming out to Sublime. That was, um, I mean, that you know, when you when we were all a little bit like doing time. I, what, what would you say, like rock or like emo rock, or what would you consider sublime, like Cali rock, I guess, California well, rock. Cali rock, or yeah. I think at the time they just they were under that alternative rock, which well, alternative rock has been renamed yeah. a, is a whole bunch of different things. It seems, and we days. were all all kids at that point, just because everybody loved Sublime, and you got the little you know parental advisory sticker on the side and. You know, you try to like cover it up so your parents don't see it when you bring it home. From the I wasn't, store. I wasn't rebellious at the time, so I, I, unfortunately. And then I'd say one that really applies to me was is number twenty five. Watching the Sandlot, I, I watched you're killing that a me lot. smalls. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just it was on a lot. I'm, I mean, I was never that big into baseball, but yeah. It was just, it was on all the time. It was kind of funny. And my mom's like, yeah. I don't like you watching that because they use such harsh language. In the back of my head, I'm like, you have not seen me on the playground. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so who were you? Oh, I was probably the nerdy kid. I mean, I, I was weird because. 
specs. I was, I was a big nerdy kid, so it's one of those okay. you can mess with me, but if I really yeah. needed to pull my weight, I would, but I never did because I was more nerdy. But yeah, I can't. Yeah, probably just a blend of them all. I wasn't the loudmouth. Yeah. I know that much. So yeah, Gosh. I'll put that I'll put that link in there because that was just kind of fun to look at. <laughs> Stashing your lip smackers in your fanny pack. It's frightening to me looking through this list how many of these things are actually applicable today too. But they don't call them fanny packs anymore. What do they call them? Like waste bags, or that that sounds like something a hospital would use. Waste bags. But um, yeah, no, um, I don't know what they call them. They don't call them fanny packs anymore. But kids are <laughs> totally wearing them now. Like I was, you know, looking through the yeah, I was looking through the list and a little one was looking at it and she said, I just tie dyed my, one of my shirts this week. It's like, okay, you know, this still, still checks out. And then like, you know, like Fuller House is on Netflix, which, yeah. you know, they just finished their fifth season. And of course I watched all of those episodes and it's like, As did the yes, world. yes, yes, yes. You know, all these things. But, so fun yeah. stuff on there. Mad libs, mad libs. <laughs> did, so many did you mad, ever libs. Do mad libs. We, yeah, yeah. Every now and then. I don't think I ever owned any, but I had some, so. Yeah, there's always those ones where you just find the like most, you know, vulgar, you know, the most vulgar kids word you can come up with and change it to ing or er ed or, you know, turn it into an adjective. And then that's just an entire bad lib yeah. of that word. Again, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. recess, the playgrounds, that's where the language came out. <laughs> but yeah, kind of speaking of long summer stuff, like I, today yeah. I was like, I have nothing really to talk about. So I just kind of grabbed some books. You always have something to talk about. I'm I sure know. You do. It'll come naturally. But um, I just, here's a few books. And it's funny, all of the books, except for one I've chose, have been turned into a movie. The book I see, is I see 100 well. times better on all these. So this yeah. kind of, so first one, Meg. Stay in school, kids. Read. Yeah. Don't just watch the movie. Steve Alton. The movie was entertaining, but I read the book first. Much better. It's uh, like a dinosaur shark. Yeah, right. it's a, uh, okay. oh, what is it called? Megalodon. Yeah, Megalodon. Mm-hmm. Really good. And this version of it, it kind of, there's like a, this is the revised version. Mm-hmm. And it does a little bit of a prequel of where the Megalodon is and, you know, it takes down a T-Rex and then it kind of goes into modern times. But yeah. really good, good summary, especially if you are a water lover, shark lover. If you're a shark lover, definitely check this one out. Got it. Another favorite of mine and... I did this one a lot, but I am a big fan of Michael Crichton. Again, they butchered this movie so bad. And I don't know if these are reversed or not, but this is says timeline. I don't know because... Um, <laughs> it's reversed on head, my end. The headless uh, engineer loves him as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I've even seen that in our house, so I have to look into that. This is a good book. deals with uh, time travel and uh, nights and all that fun stuff. Again, the movie was horrible. He's bound to have that then because Back to the Future, we could go and we'll talk about that at some point in some episode, but um, that we are a Back to the Future family for sure. And he loves like time travel yeah. and things like that. So we, we like it too, but the, the wife and I can't discuss it because we'll start arguing. <laughs> We're such nerds. Because you're, you're trying to figure out the uh, best method of transportation, TARDIS versus DeLorean? Or no, what? not transportation. Uh, we'll oh, get okay. it. When, we, when we have a time time travel episode, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, another book that was turned into a movie, it's another Michael Crichton book. This was actually, I read this in sixth grade. The end of the summer, it was my first adult book uh, mm-hmm. because I was reading a lot of uh, young adult books at the time. It was I was reading a lot of Christian's fiction at the time. 
okay. of like archaeology and you know but there's a yes. christian underlining type stuff yeah but really like sphere good psychological type book i again i i enjoyed it the movie was crap again it was one of those movies like great cast horrible script so gotcha fair enough and then this yeah. last one i'm currently listening to because uh, a lot of, i do a lot of books for with audible but uh, mm -hmm. I love this author because of the Dresden. How does series. that work for you? I'm curious about Audible. Um, how do you mean? I was like, like how does I it mean, work? is it? Do you do you enjoy it? Do you like it better just like reading the type? Like, I, how is it for you? I like reading, but mm -hmm. I also instead of listening to a podcast, which we'll talk about here in a bit, um, yeah. or music, but like on my lunch break or whatnot, I'll just put on a book and listen to okay. it. Yeah. Or if I'm traveling, it's really great. Um, and Audible makes it really easy. They have different ways for you. You can either just buy the book. You can you be like a monthly subscriber. You get a free book a month type stuff. Hmm. So, okay. But I've enjoyed it. If the fun thing nice. is finding a, finding a book that's interesting and two, finding a narrator that keeps it interesting as well. That's the fun part. But they yes. give samples. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is the Aeronauts Windlass by Jim Butcher. This is a, he has like three different series. I'm a big fan of his Dresden Files series. Okay. I'm yeah, just trying this one before. because I wanted to see what else he's got. This is more steampunkish. Yeah. As far as it's. Kind of see. Blimps. Um, a lot of yeah. crystals and powers coming from that. I'm enjoying, I, my favorite thing about this book is how they use cats because the cats talk in cat and only certain people can understand cat, hmm. but it's kind of okay. a weird, a unique way of using them, whatnot. And the way yeah. he writes them, like I could see my cat doing that, but this is the, the cinder spire theory, the aeronauts windless book one. It's okay. not bad. I don't know if I'll continue on to book two once I'm done with it because I, I really enjoyed the Dresden series, but that's kind of some of my recommendations of that's good what yeah to so read and listen we went back to um hamilton Ooh. this past week because i watched it one time and knew i needed to watch it again and i uh forced my rizzo to come over and i said yeah. oh let's just watch let's just watch the first couple of numbers let's just watch the first 15 minutes and of course you know three hours later she's sitting on my couch heaving sobbing over how you know amazing and wonderful the show is and and everything so we uh it was it was one of those where she she's so funny about this because she likes music like i do when it comes to movies and like how the soundtrack kind of plays into um you know the like the narrative of the story but of course with hamilton the soundtrack is the story mm -hmm. because there's no there are no um speaking lines between the songs it's just it's song, like to song, song to song yes basically um and so we, we split the difference because there's, of course, like the original um, cast recording of the CD. And then there's a newer, well, it's not newer because it came out uh, three years ago, but it's the mixtape. And it's like contemporary artists that are doing the songs oh, okay. from the show. Yeah, like The Roots um, does one. Um, Busta Rhymes is in one of the songs, you know, these different ones. And so we kind of split the difference and we purchased the um original cast recording and she purchased the mixtape and then we'll just share them but nice. it's good um it's so much like it's just it's it's fun and you know i gushed about it last week and I'll, you know i'll say it again but um excellent excellent narrative and just a fantastic stage show and being able to hear the songs after 
you watch it is just like it gives you so much more of an appreciation cool or how how genius the whole setup was and what a good job uh lin-manuel miranda did with the production and the songwriting and kind of hearing a little bit of his like background into it is is great so i do want to say it i was actually before you know uh coronavirus kicked in i was actually looking at various broadway shows that were going to be within you know the four four hour radius of where i live and hamilton was one of them and i was like well i could it's supposed to be coming out in ab or it's going to be in ab uh, albuquerque at some point in time it's also going to yes. be in Denver, but it's supposed to be next week. Uh, not next week. I wish. I wishful thinking <laughs> next year. Okay. <laughs> it was. I can yeah, still make it. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, if we if we get the post we'll probably check it out. But I do want to see that yeah. on stage because. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, some people yeah. say like, I, you know, I can't believe you, you know, put out a Broadway show on, you know, like screen where it's like streaming, but. To be honest with like, and I don't know, I can't speak for other people, of course, but that just makes me want to spend the money to see it live. You know, like just. I like, I like it when it's actually this, it's just good video work, good audio recording, but it's the mm-hmm. stage stuff. And that's what Hamilton is, right? It's. Oh yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you can see it. And it basically, I mean, it's this very, it, it looks very minuscule from where you're standing. There's this little center round in, in um, the middle of it where it actually turns when people are on it and you're, you know, they're singing and performing and it's turning. And then there's a couple of little scaffolding kind of setups on the side, but that's it. That's the entire nice. set. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That mm-hmm. sounds great because I, yeah. Um, oh, it's the play and all that jazz. Chicago, yeah. Maybe? Mm-hmm. That That's one. Chicago. It was a. We saw that here, that Broadway, and it was great because it was such a small set. I don't think they even changed the set one time. In fact, they kept yeah. most of the singers and other actors on stage when they weren't even doing. But how you were, yeah. I was able to like just go into like, oh yeah, they're in the courtroom, they're in the jail, mm-hmm. they're at the house now. Right. The beauty of the beauty yeah. of the theater. And that's and that's kind of how Hamilton was too, because in the first act, um, a couple of the players, like for example, David Diggs, he plays Lafayette in the first act, but he's Thomas Jefferson in the second act, and he just, I mean, it's it's amazing because you know it's the same person. But, I mean, he just does a phenomenal, mm. phenomenal job of, you know, kind of separating them out because, the you know, Lafayette's not in the second act and Thomas Jefferson's not the first one. So they split it up. And I think it was – and I, I should look this up, but um, there were not that many cast members, including ensemble, but it was amazing how they just used them for different parts and how effective they were in every single one of their roles. It was just great. So. Rock on. Mm-hmm. Yay. Really cool. I, I look forward yep. to seeing it in multiple formats, multiple yeah. mediums. Mm-hmm. Me too. Let's see. Well, what else we got here? We jabbered about stuff real quick. Um, I know we're recording I keep, a podcast. I keep sipping my tea. Oh yeah, that's a good. Let's Aww. let's do yeah. Let's do your tea. So I don't get your tea. What what's your tea, yo? Yes. So I promised you a dessert scented black tea last week, and I will deliver today. Um, this is a special tea blend that we have that over at the the place day work uh, called second start of the right. It's actually a feature tea with the theme that we have going on uh, currently. And it is a uh, scented black tea with marshmallow, caramel, um, toffee, chocolate, uh, and almond. Wow. So it's really, really good. Yeah. It's called second star to the right. So how do they get the flavor? <laughs> how do they get the flavor in, <laughs> in the, the tea? How do they get the juice the in the starburst? I can't. I- we can't talk about it. 
That's the secret. <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it's just flavorings and certain things that they may add in. And it, this actually it actually sparkles in the teacup because there's pixie dust in it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Indeed. May experience an LSD-like trip, but you love the flavor. It's pretty good, yeah. And this is one of those again. I'm I'm starting to understand, becoming more of a connoisseur that you know a lot of these teas don't need anything to adorn, and when they're you know made really well, mm-hmm. so this is just really good on its own because it has a lot of that again sweetness in it just on its own. And interesting, very okay. very tasty. I yep. never I. Can you actually taste the different flavors? Because like I'll oh, drink yeah. I'll drink a wine and I'll be like it's got accents of hickory and chocolate and I don't know why I would mm-hmm. have hickory in a wine, but I can never taste. I just mm-hmm. taste wine. Okay, rock on. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely sh- should be able to, and and that's kind of one of the things with you know the the steeping of the tea is uh, balancing those flavors. Like we have you know different ones with, um, like for example, the one I'm thinking off the top of my head has raspberry and rose where like the raspberry is kind of that main like flavor in the mm. black tea, but then you kind of get the finishing with the rose, that little floral note, which is good, but you mm. want it balanced. So it's not just on one side or heavy on the other, because then it just doesn't make for a very uh, delightful tea drinking experience. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The green, the, the place they work. Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you get the teas? Are the teas all, do y'all do anything with the teas to make them yourselves? Or is like, here is this batch of this, of this flavor or. Well, I mean, we have teas from different places that we get them. Of course, not like we, you know, grow, it would be cool if we could just grow the leaves and then have the teas from there, but that's mm-hmm. not, you know, New Mexico is gotcha. not exactly a tea. What? Uh, you know, <laughs> cl- climate. There's plenty of dirt. <laughs> but, um, and we could talk about that at, at another time too. But yeah, I mean, we get the different teas from, different areas and kind of just make make them our own oh. and perfect how yeah. to brew them and whatnot and mm-hmm. yeah so. we have a, a few um tea masters at the um tea room that we consider just the folks that have studied and then have steeped basically all of the teas it's 80 plus teas to perfection and then we post their little picture and name in the little there's a little window box and um yeah I, I became one of those at the end of last year, earlier this year. You're a part of the this whole year. This whole year is a blur. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of fun because it was then January I can yesterday. So it, it was one of the two. I can't really remember, honestly. But yeah, so it's fun because then I can actually, you know, speak about them and share them with our guests and be able to be knowledgeable about, um, you know, what we're serving and, and mm-hmm. how to enjoy it and everything, which is great. Rock on. That's that's great. That's what people want when they go to a place like that, too. Mm-hmm. They either know what they want or they need a recommendation. So, yep. Awesome. Yep. Well, yes, that's sir. that's your tea. Um, I know we are a podcast, but are there any other podcasts that you kind of enjoy listening to? You want to tell others about that are kind of off the wall? I've got kind of one for sure and then another yes. one that's silly. So I what do. you recommend? I'll say you can go first, but. Um, let's, we'll just bounce back and forth. So, that's okay. um, yeah. one that <laughs> it's gonna, it, it's great to talk about because my wife oh, no. heard about it oh, and no. we listen to it usually around dinner time, not every night, but it's called my dad wrote a porno. I knew you were going <laughs> to, I knew you were going to talk about it's, that. Uh, one. Okay. Anyways, it's a, it's a group of three, uh, one anyway. of, one of the, I don't guess he's the main guy, but one of them. His father wrote a porno, so they're actually reading it, 
and then commenting on it because it's poorly written and it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but it's really fun. It's MST3K style of a oh, okay porn book, and we're on we're on season two because apparently the father wrote an, a sequel to the book. Of course uh, he did. And so it's it's great to like hear the son just kind of read, and they're all British, so it just sounds amazing. Period. Okay, but uh, hear it. them read through it, comment on it, and just joke about it. I was like, you know, I was like, are they harassing that? Or and just it's so that that's a fun one. So yeah, that is my dad wrote a porno. I don't know if it's still new episodes because I'm I think we're still listening to like stuff that came out in 2016. But okay, the joy of the internet. So that's that's my first recommendation. The one that I have that um, the headless engineer and I have been really into is called. Um, fake doctors, real friends, and it's uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, the oh, okay. leads from Scrubs. <laughs> and so basically, they <laughs> they uh, go through every episode and they kind of comment on what was going on, and they'll generally have like a guest star from the show. Um, and so you're going through the episodes, and the podcast is based on like one episode at a time. And so what he and I have done is we watch the episode and then we listen to the podcast and it's great because you can tell like they're buddies. So they're just, you know, chit chatting and laughing and kind of reminiscing about what was going on in life and with the show and, you know, all the production and whatnot. Um, but then they're kind of doing their anecdotal, you know, sort of stories about, uh, what was going on like mm -hmm. during the show and everything. And it's great just cause they're just laughing and, and uh, having a good time. And you could tell that they loved doing what they were doing on the show. And it really, you know, showed through in, in the show itself scrubs um, and that they're still really close now and it's great. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a lot great, of fun. Um, I know there is a, this is my next one, but there is a podcast similar to that from the office and it's Jenna Fisher and the uh, the the blonde angela kinsey yes they have a and it's the same thing but it's mm -hmm. talking about you know this episode of the office what was going on and stuff like that yeah. i haven't tried it yet but i heard her on recently like, well that would sound fun especially now watching it because i used, i mean angela is still very stuck up on the show <laughs> but it's yeah. like you know she's not as bad as i thought maybe i've been in the workplace too long i don't know that's okay but, just more relating to her when you're doing the office type things yeah and yeah, we watched her. Um, we watched. Oh yeah, of course. We well, we watched her on um, a show again on the Plus called Be Our Chef, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a family cooking show because the little one is really into um, Food Network and cooking shows and things like that. And so, of course, the, a cooking show on uh, you know the Plus is something she was totally into. And so they're you know the families are um, cooking together. It's like a you know the the parental figures plus the the children that are working together to cook these things based upon a certain um, character or movie. And then they like have this kind of round robin style. And then um, whoever wins the whole thing wins like a Disney cruise or something like that. Mm, so, nice. Yeah. So it's been pretty fun, but that's yeah. my, my Angela Kinsey most recently. She hosts my most recent show. thing I saw as far as other than the office was never mm -hmm. have I ever on Netflix. Okay. Tell me about that one again. Uh, that is written by, oh, what is her name? Another person from the office, Mindy Kaling. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a, Kaling, yeah. 
written by her. It's really good. I'll talk about it another time. I'll talk about that next yeah, week. Fine. It's a, it's no a good show. It was one of those I didn't think I would like, but my wife was watching it and I kept walking the room and smiling. So she's like, you need to watch episode one. So mm-hmm. coming of age, teen girl, nothing I can relate to, but it was funny. Sounds just like you. I know. It's my life story. Okay. Cool. Uh, can't wait, my, can't my, wait to hear about it. <laughs> next week. My last podcast I recommend because I listen to a lot of them, but one that's really off the wall, but kind of fun. If you're into serial killers, cultists, assassinations, it's the last podcast on the left. It's on okay. Spotify and they are, they're very crude about, they, they talk about serial killers, cults, they have a topic or whatnot. They're very crude about how they discuss things. I mean, Think of like if Kevin Smith was talking about something serious with J Muse off the wall, very blunt, whatnot along those lines. But these guys have done their research and like I'm behind, but they did recently did a five part series about the JFK assassination. Okay. Each episode about an hour and a half to two hours long. Interesting. And so if you dig that kind of stuff, I mean, they talked, they talked about uh, Manson. They've talked about, um, Jeez, if it's happened, they've if it has conspiracy theories around it, they kind of approach it from all angles. Like, this okay. is what this person wrote about it. Here's the conspiracy theories episode and whatnot. Sure, so it's it's kind of fun to listen to. It's 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 a different approach. So I just like that you giggle every time you're like, hey, serial killers, <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Which they oh, do goodness. talk about John Wayne Gacy, but they uh, my first episode I listened to was Heaven's Gate. Speaking of the '90s. So, okay. Remember was that, them? Was that Waco? Uh, no, Heaven. They do talk oh. about Waco as well, but okay. Heaven's Gate was okay. the hey, look, it's hey, Hellbop Comet. That's our spaceship out of here. Oh goodness! Back in the nineties, as we that were. That sounds like okay. So they'll talk about that. They, they do talk about the Waco thing. All mm-hmm. so, it's pretty interesting. They, like I said, it can be crude at times, but I find it quite entertaining. So. All right. Fair enough. All right. That's cool. You got any other pods other than, of course, I, the other fine ones here on Musing with Mick Willie Network? I know. I was going to say just, you know, <laughs> this one's always good. My, uh, I know my phone is definitely a fan of this show because when we were talking about the tea, when we were spilling the tea last week, my phone decided to take a good listen and uh, decide to offer me options for electric kettles. So <laughs> it's good to know at least somebody's listening, if it, if, yeah. even if it's just my phone. So. If you are still shocked that your phone is listening to you these days, if you don't want it to listen to you, turn off the microphone for any social media map you have. Or app I don't know what you're talking have. about. I know. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. Yeah. In the 90s, we used to be worried about this sort of thing. Now it's every day. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, don't so- talk to strangers and don't get into strangers' cars. Here. Hi. Try Uber. Okay. Yeah, cool. Try Uber. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Good. Have a stranger yep. bring food to your house. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. But there could be razor blades in that candy. All uh, right. One final question. Who yeah. does the cooking in your house? Is it you or the um, headless engineer? Or like, is it split? What's the both. averages? Yeah, I would say, because he's, I mean, he's an excellent cook. Um, we like to find recipes and do different things like that, but... Every so often I'll come up with something and just kind of do, you know, like a couple of dinners a week. He'll do a couple of dinners a week. We'll do leftovers, you know, that kind of thing. So we, we split it up. He's really good with, um, he does really good with breakfast though. Nice. 
like on weekends, that kind of thing, he'll do like a breakfast or brunch. But we we, we kind of split it up. I'd say he's probably a better cook, but I'm probably a better baker. So, yeah. But nice. I could see that. There's baking always is, my... Go ahead. I was going to say, baking is very straightforward. If you want it done right, follow these instructions. Yeah. For the most part. It's true. Yeah, my uh, my bestie who lives in Kansas, she and I have been sharing recipes throughout this whole COVID quarantine thing, and Ooh. we're putting together a, quote, COVID cookbook of all of those recipes. Um, nice. Just from, you know, like being able to like share with our family and being able to be home a little bit more with with the kiddos and that sort of thing. So that's been kind of fun, but maybe I'll share a recipe or two next week. So. Rock on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be great. I have the only thing I've done because I, I'm the, the main cook in the house. Um, mm -hmm. The wife is paranoid that she will poison us, even though she does really well. I, and I think she would be great at baking because she's very much follow these, you know, follow these instructions, this amount, but yeah, she it's has funny to keep you in line, so I understand. Yeah. Yes. But it's funny, she's like, I don't know what half this stuff is, Michael. That's why we'll Google it, go to the store and get it from there. But mm -hmm. but uh this during the whole COVID thing, as you mentioned, I finally we've been in this house for eleven years. I've been saying I'm gonna buy a grill for the past eleven summers. Eleven years? Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I finally actually bought a grill, so uh, I've been doing a lot of grilling, which has been fun. Today I'm actually nice. gonna do my first attempt of grilling some baby back ribs. Ooh, on a propane good. grill i have yeah perfected the technique using an oven for the past multiple mm -hmm. years but now i just i kind of want to use the propane try to use some smoke pellets and yeah. see what happens and not burst anything into flames but we'll see good luck so yeah let me let me know how it goes and how delicious they are i will awesome and that's Ooh. that's kind of all my notes anything else in your world you want to just bring up jabber about <laughs> I do have a, another small anecdote, just talking about people that listen to our show. I was thinking about Ma Rizzo as we were preparing for this because, you know, you, you, you know, and love Ma Rizzo. You've mm -hmm. known her since we were, you know, in college and she, she loves you just the same. And, uh, earlier this week, actually the night we watched Hamilton, uh, she'd come over and we were having dinner and whatnot. And I said, I asked Ryan if he had time to just pop in and say, Hey, just cause she hasn't really seen him recently. And, so he had had some things going on that night. So he just did a quick little video message for her and sent it to me. And so I was like, oh, here, mom, let me show you this. And I popped it up on my phone and he starts talking and she starts talking back to him. And it's just. Because I know I, how to talk to a crowd. I just love her so much. Like, I guess, you know, just very much felt like you were in the room, I suppose. But, That's adorable. That's you know, cool. it's just it's just very sweet. And, and she was so excited to see you, even if it was on video. So I just had to put that out there because she is an avid listener of the of the show and had to give her a quick shout out because it's just so sweet. She just loves you so much. So, yeah, she's always know. been very, very awesome, very kind to me. I, I have a. It's funny. One of my memories I associate with her is actually I, you both. I think she, yeah. I think you were you were pregnant with the wee one, and she was traveling with you, mm -hmm. and you stopped by the house, and she was sitting on the couch and she was trying to get one of my cats Harley to come over to her because she's like, oh, her face is just so pretty, and Harley was just kind of. <laughs> so I just have this kind of visual of them like you know Re Ma Rizzo trying to get her over there and but Harley doing that thing it's like but yeah so yeah I can I think I remember that that was like eight March or April of 2012 yeah, it's, ish it's, it's yeah. been a bit but I was like oh yeah mm -hmm. so. great yep. memories so one of these days we'll get you all on this to be able to actually talk to one another but I, I plan to travel I mean we plan to travel in Albuquerque because I mean my I have a brother that lives where you are so I know 
and we even moved to that side of town. So, oh yeah, yeah, we're actually that place we went. We we went to, to uh, El, El Pollo or what was it called? No, what was the name on Breaking Bad? Uh, what was the name of that chicken place? Los po- <sighs> Yeah, Los Pollos Hermanos. Yes, the chicken yeah. brothers. Tw- yeah, Twisters. So Twisters is what that actually is in re- in real Albuquerque life, and we met there uh, for lunch that one time you came in, and was that when we went and saw Bruce? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about that again. Yeah. We do need to get that to that. Great. At some point. Uh, fun thing about your town. We yeah. talked about this one or two episodes ago about the whole Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. In um the El Camino movie, uh, the post Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. There, there's the scene which I won't spoil it if anyone's seen it because it's a great scene, but it happens at the Al Cafe, which is oh, yeah. not far from my we've, brother's we've house. We've been there too. Yeah, we've and been I've, there too. I ate there with you and the the headless yep. engineer and the wife. And yep. the wife and I, we went one last time we ate my brother's house because my, my brother lives like two blocks so away. But I'm like, I was yeah. watching that thing. He's like, we've been there. I don't <laughs> think that salad bar exists. So, nope. <laughs> I was like, there's no, no salad bar I, in that place. I don't believe so. Yeah. But, but yeah, mm. fine little kid. That's, that's, oh. I lo- love, yeah, that's one thing about, I love about that town. It's just like, I used to hate Albuquerque just because I had to deliver <gasps> plants there a lot and I got oh, stuck yeah. there when twice. A floral delivery person. Yes. yes, I remember that. And I got stuck there twice because of, you know, uh, blizzards. Yep. Or outside of Albuquerque. But mm-hmm. with my brother there, you there, I'm like, okay. And since we've spent some time in Santa Fe, which is just north of there, yep. just, there's a great culture and arts around that area. And I really did. Did we it, take so. you? Did you all go with us to Meow Wolf? No, uh, <gasps> I haven't Ooh. been. I think my wife okay. has been. When everything gets back to normal in however many years or months or whatever, when you come back through, we'll head up to, we'll take, do a day in Santa okay. Fe and head to Mia Wolf because that is little one's favorite place on the planet besides being at Isotope Spark. It looks, uh, it looks Wolf, like trippy so. fun. And you would, you would love it. You would be right at home there. Yeah. It's, it, from what I've so. seen, it looks very Alice in Wonderlandy, and that's, that's how my brain works. So. Yeah. You walk into a house, crawl through their fireplace, and end up in an alternate dimension. Yeah. So yeah, you know, good times as you do every so. Tuesday. Or you can slide down the uh, washing machine, or no, I guess it's the dryer. You can slide down the dryer into another one, or you can walk through the fridge. You know, that sounds so. fun. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it's I like playgrounds that adults can play on because that's pretty much what it is. And there's a place that's in downtown Vegas that was like that that the wife and I discovered, and like this is great because they're like it was like a little shopping center, but it had like this giant treehouse that you could wander around where was where was this because i've been i've only been to downtown vegas once and i loved it it's like downtown vegas i don't know what direction let's say like what hotel was it by it wasn't it was off it was like three blocks down but if we were just kind of wandering past the strip and we saw flames bursting out of something like let's walk towards it of course you did and it was a giant mantis metal structure that some dude was inside playing sound bites and doing like a pyro flame shooting out of it and it's right cool. next to this little shopping center slash park right on and Sounds at the cool. time it's like it's you know after 10 o'clock 21 and up nice and you go in and it's just you know just another other adults playing in a tree house and there's like an ice cream shop there nearby and whatnot so of course so yeah yeah that sounds like fun. Yeah, we, I, well, we can talk. I have numerous Vegas stories, not for right now, but later. And yeah, well, we went downtown one time and ended up, we were going down for a, like a show downtown, not a concert or anything like that. But um, 
uh, we ended up at an outdoor concert, which was uh, two different bands that were like 70s and 80s rock cover bands, which of course I was just like, ah, oh, I found my, I found my place. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Had the, you know, the, the three foot long margarita and, you know, listening to the old, the old school, you know, rock and pop and stuff. It was great. So. Fun, to, yeah. fun town to wander. Oh when yes, chaos is oh, not yes. ensuing. That's right. All right. Well, I guess we'll stop jabbering for now. Okay. We'll do That's this good, again next week. Uh, yeah. Any notes? Anything? Yep. I'll try to put in the comments for those of you listening, watching. And yes, still don't Thanks have anything to contact yeah. us by. I guess you could leave comments over it somewhere. Or YouTube too, because that's yeah, also up after we did that last week, and we're figuring out the audio versus video and how that all works together to make sure it is the best, uh, you know, opportunity for consumption, whether you're enjoying, you know, via video or just audio. Yeah. So we'll get there. Because I was thinking today, it's like I, I have watched podcasts that are videos as well, but I'm mm -hmm. usually just have the video on in the background and I'm just listening to it. So right, we'll figure right. something out. Cool. All right. All right. Well, Rizzo, you have a good week. You as well. Good to see you. Yeah. So goodbye. Good night. I forget how I used it in this show. I was trying to think of that. So awkward thumbs up. Yeah, we'll just do awkward thumbs up. Thumbs up. Hang on. Let me use my thumb so I can stop it over here. And I don't know what button to hit, so we'll just cut it here. Uh...